Love Talk Radio. I just want to know. I just got to know. 
I've been living in this old place and I'm getting weary. Hallelujah. I know it's a better place than this. I just got to keep on living. I just got to keep on giving. But Lord, how far is heaven? Hallelujah. I'm not worried about it this morning, how far it is. I'm not concerned really about it. I just want to make sure that I make it in. Hallelujah. And so I'm thankful unto Almighty God. Yeah, I love those boys myself, Brother Louie. I love them guitars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm thankful unto Almighty God for another Monday morning, first Monday morning after the anniversary. When I tell y'all, I had a wonderful time, wonderful time. And I was grateful unto the Lord. And I got to admit it, I was some kind of tired. Woo-wee. But the Lord blessed nonetheless. And what I really wanted to do, I couldn't get it done. I was tired. But again, nonetheless, God blessed us. And so we're thankful. And this morning we have Dr. Anthony Ponsetti coming back again today. Uh, he kind of shared with us quickly. But this morning he's going to have his full time to share with us. And uh, I really enjoy listening to him. And he's helping a people in Honduras and other places, and he's helping them to eat, uh, girls that, you know, being trafficked. He, he's doing a lot. He's doing a lot. And so we thank God for him today. And I can't wait until he uh, come in to share this morning. Good morning, Miss Sion. God bless you. God bless you. I know you got to run and you get your early side and everything. I'm thankful uh, unto the Lord that I still get this. See that number before you go. And so we thank God for you today. Hallelujah. Thank God for Pastor David and Sister Dot over there, my baby Kay. And uh, I'm just grateful unto the Lord for all he has done, what he's doing right now, right now, and what he's going to do. Great and mighty things. Yeah, he's doing for us. He's doing for us. And so we thank him this morning. Listen, we're going to prayer. And uh, after prayer, we're going to a scripture of the day. And uh, after our scripture of the day, uh, we'll go to one uh, first song request of the morning. And uh, hopefully by then, Dr. Ponsetti will be in. Hallelujah. Dr. Anthony Ponsetti. So listen, let's pray. And uh, after this, well, we'll talk about some things too this morning, but let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. Thank you for another Monday morning. Thank you for waking us up, closing our right minds. Father, we thank you for the use and activity of our limbs, our life, our health, and our strength today. We're grateful unto you. For, Lord, so many don't have their own mind. So many are being led by spirits and don't even know it. Father, some don't have a mind to come to you first thing in the morning. Some don't have a mind to believe, but, Father, you have blessed us. And the only way many can come to you, you must draw them. And, Lord, if you don't draw them, they can't come. But we are thankful this morning. We are grateful unto you. We appreciate it this morning that you drew us to you. And, Lord, all we got to do is focus and keep our mind on you. All we got to do is Make our mind up to study your word, praying for understanding and wisdom. All we got to do is seek your face and turn from our wicked ways. Father, you're going to hear from heaven. Forgive our sins and heal the land. In the name of Jesus, help us this morning. 
We want to get it right with you. We want to work unto you while it's day, for when night come, no man can see. Father, we want to be your true people. We want to be your true children. We don't want to honor you with our lips and our heart be far from it. We don't want to have lip service, but God, we want to have sincere heart service. Teach your people how to love your Lord. In the name of Jesus, we ask. And not a love with lips, but a love from their hearts. Oh, you've done great and mighty things for us. Oh, you so loved us. Father, you sent your only begotten son, and he's yet the mediator between you and us. He's yet working on our behalf. All he's done, yet he's for us. Hallelujah. And we are grateful unto you this morning. Father, we love you today. It was you who first loved us. Without your love, we wouldn't know what love is. So we thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy this morning. And Father, I bring every call and every listener before you today, asking that you would bless in a mighty way today. Father, bless in a way that they've never seen before. Bless their families. Bless their friends near and far. Open doors and make ways. Those that are at work, those that are going to work. Lord, bless as only you can do. Your almighty God that have all power. There's no higher power. Father, the earth is yours. The fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. Father, you said we have not because we ask not. We're asking this morning in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, the Lord, you would bless us as your people today. Bless us as your sons and daughters this day, even the more, in the name of Jesus. Work miracles for us, Lord. We stand in the need of you today and all that you have for us. Hallelujah. Great and mighty things. Help us to remember your word today, that we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. Father, no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. We're more than conquerors through your son, Christ Jesus, that loves us. Help us to remember your great and precious promises. Help us to believe, Lord, and put it to work. Let the word do the work for us. In the name of Jesus, oh, we thank you today. We thank you, Lord. Thank you that you prepared a place for us, that where you are we may be also one day. We're grateful unto your Father. Can't tell you how much we thank you. Can't tell you how much we love you and appreciate you. It just it wouldn't be enough. We, we don't have enough time and words. But, Lord, you are more than, and we thank you this morning. Father, I bring widowers and bereaved families and intercessory prayer people, those that are sick, those that are incarcerated in any, every branch of the military, our military and the administration of our military. We bring it before you this morning. And, Father, we ask that you would bless as only you can do. And, Lord, we ask that you would stir up the land, that, Lord, your people would humble themselves and pray. Seek your face, turn from their wicked ways. Many know they're doing wicked things, but they feel like it's my thing. I'm going to do what I want to do. God didn't kill me. He didn't cut me off. But, God, we know that you're not pleased, and you give us all a measure of faith. Not only that, God, you give us free will. But help us today because many have been blinded. Mm. Many, Lord, have been tricked into different things. Yeah, the minds of the people are wicked. The minds of the people have been twisted. Lord, the enemy have come in and bamboozled them. Help this morning. Help your people, oh God, here, there, and everywhere. 
Bless our brothers and sisters overseas. Move by your spirit for them today. In the name of Jesus, continue to bless Israel. Prosper Jerusalem, Father. Continue to loose your protecting angels to stand watch, to shield and protect. Keep them from all hurt, harm, or danger. In the name of Jesus, have mercy this morning, O oh God. And Father, bless our brothers and sisters overseas that's got to hide and can't come out and say Jesus, can't come out and quote the word, can't even let anybody know they're reading the Bible. Loose your protecting angels to stand watch, to shield and protect them. Keep them from all hurt, harm, or danger. And Father, everything that's not like you, we ask that you would destroy it. You would rebuke it for their sake in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Continue to bless the United States of America. Have mercy, O God, because it's like we've been separated state by state. But, Father, you put this together, and you know what's best for us. And we trust you today with our whole heart. And, Father, we lean not to our own understanding. In all our ways, we acknowledge you. It's you that's going to direct our path. Help us today not to be wise in our own eyes. But, Father, help us to believe you and to fear you and to, to, to depart from evil in the name of Jesus. Oh, we lose your blessings right now. We lose your miracles right now. We lose your spirit, Lord, to lead and guide. Oh, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you glory and honor. Bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Have your way here today, Lord. Move by your spirit in a mighty way. Bless Dr. Poncetta and his family this morning. God bless the ministry that you called him to and chosen for. And God, the work that he's doing, we ask that you would increase his territory and strengthen him, oh God, as you increase his, his work in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you the honor and praise. And Father, we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you this morning. But, Father, there's none like you. Hallelujah. Almighty God today that have all power. <laughs> Jehovah, there's none like you. Oh, we thank God this morning. We thank him. We thank him today. And I'm so grateful that I know him for myself. Oh, you have no clue. You have no clue. I thank God that I have him for myself. Yeah, so, so many don't know him. Yeah, so many don't know him. So many he hasn't drawn to him yet. But look at us. He has drawn us. All we got to do is turn to him. All we got to do is get in his word, praying for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and believe God that he's going to do it. If he loved you so much, he let his son suffer, hang, bleed, and die for you. You don't think he'd give you understanding of his word. So you'll know what his word says concerning you. Hallelujah. And I see why he had to send preachers. Not everybody going to get in the word. Not everybody going to walk according to the word of God. Not everybody going to walk in the spirit the best that they can. So he had to send preachers, somebody who could stand in place for the people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because we quickly forget. And we walk in our flesh and we want what the flesh wants. Because the flesh want to be pleased. But it takes something to remain spiritual. 
and to seek God with our whole heart, not when we when we in pain or we hurting or we I'm lonely, or I'm tired, or I want this. Or, no, no, no. We seek Him in the good, because during the good times we telling Him thank you. During the good times we telling Him how much we appreciate Him and love Him. And in the bad times, we should tell him thank you, how much we love him and appreciate him. Because all things yet going to work together for our good. If you love him and he called you, I'm not talking about with that lip service. I hear so many people say that, but when you look at their actions, it don't line up with what they say. But it's what they think. They, they really, really think they love God with no action. I don't understand. If I love you, I'm going to show you some kind of sign. I'm going to send you a text, an email, a letter in the mail. Your birthday come, I'm going to do something. If I don't do number saying happy birthday to you, you're going to see some kind of sign that I care. But these people think simply because they talk about God, they love him. No. You might believe in have a little bit of respect for him, but love is what love does. Yeah. You don't work for him. You don't do what you do is for you and your children, you and your family. It's weird. Yeah. But we thank God this morning. He's on our side. In spite of us, in spite of all that nonsense, he yet loves us. And we're grateful unto him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We go into a quick scripture this morning. I'm looking at Hebrews 11, and uh, we might read down to uh, maybe the ninth verse, I think, first through the ninth, let's say. So Hebrews 11, chapter 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Yeah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Deborah, all of David, Solomon, all these people, they obtained a good report. Verse 3 says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So in other words, a chicken didn't really come from a chicken. <laughs> uh, yeah, God did all of this. You know, it wasn't always here. And, you know, this came, you know, forth like that. God created Hallelujah. So what we see, you know, it, 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 it wasn't framed. It, it, I mean, it was framed by the word of God. God spoke these things. He put these things again together. Verse 4 says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. Well, how is that? Verse 5, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Anybody want to please God this morning? Lord, help me to please you. Help me to do what you can accept or help us today in the name of Jesus. Verse 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, 
and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Oh, I love that right there. By faith, verse 7 says, by faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Yes, sir, it's all done today by faith. The only way you're going to get to God is you must believe that he is and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. Yeah, the only way to get to him is we must have faith. So much will go on, so much will happen. People want to kill themselves. But if you've got faith in God, you truly believe, stand still. Just stand still. You ain't got to know that he's God. Just stand still. Believe in that because you believe in him. He's going to do it for you. Believe. That's what he wants from us. He just wants us to have patience and believe him. He's going to come in and take care of it. I pray for people in prison. I had a situation where a young man wanted to kill himself. And he talked about it after the fact. But guess what? Something he, he, he was going to try something. Someone got in touch with me and told me. I hadn't been to see him in a minute. So I told him, let him know I'll be up there this Sunday. This has been a few weeks back. I went yesterday too, but this incident was a few weeks back. So I said, tell him I'm coming up there to see him. And I don't tell him that you told me about what he, he got planned or had planned. Prayed the prayer of faith and went on about my business, trusting God. When I got there, he was still there. And that thing he was waiting on to be released finally came through for him. Do you hear what I'm saying? He couldn't take no more. He needed to know I'm out of here soon. I may can go three more months, but I can't go longer than that. If I can go that long, I, I, I need a breakthrough. I, I need to come out of here. And I'd rather kill myself than to stay in here. The Lord knew the very intent of his heart, so guess what he did? He went on and sent the paperwork let them know, hey, in about a month, you'll be out of here. Six weeks at the most, you up, you up and out of here. Can you handle that? So by the time I got to him, he had good news. By the time I got to him, you know, it, it was time to tell him no matter what go on, no need to try to end your life. What it's time to do is have faith in God and patience to wait on him. He's coming. He knows the very intent of our heart. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you got planned. He knows what you really want. He knows what you really need. Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. So by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whether he went. He didn't know where he was going, <laughs> but he believed God. Verse 9 says, by faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. <laughs> 
One more, and we've done. Verse 10 says, For he looked for a city which has foundation, whose building and maker is God. Woo, look at this. I could go on down there with this right here, but we're going back. We're going back. Look at this. God counted Abraham's faith as righteousness. Not what he was doing, because if that was the case, he could have cut Abraham out. He, he, he didn't have to bring no ass for Abraham. If you can count the sands of the seas, you can count those that are related to Abraham. We can't count it. It's too many. Many of it are slipped. You pick that beach sand up, it slips through your fingers sometimes. Even when it's wet, you're not going to get all of it. So look, he called Abraham his friend. Abraham was a friend of God. God was a friend of Abraham. Because no matter what, Abraham believed God. Bring, bring Isaac and bring your wood and all you need to make a sacrifice. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have you to sacrifice Isaac. He was head and heart, I'm sure. Because he waited a long time to have that one son. He wanted that boy. He went in the head guy and got something. Uh, uh, what his name was? Ishmael. He went in the head guy and got him up because his wife told him to go because she saw how miserable he was. She couldn't give him no children. Yet before that, God had already told them, I'm going to give you what you want. Many times God has already spoken. The house is coming. The car is coming. The job is coming. The money is coming. Your bill's going to be okay. But we're looking at what's going on and not the promises of God. So we suffer. We go through for nothing. The songwriter said, must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? Look what he had to do. He had to go to the garden and pray. And before he went to the garden to pray, all that time, he walking and teaching. I, I come to do the will of him that sent me. I come, what I'm telling you, I learned from my father. But he knowing all the time he had to go suffer. He stopped nothing because you know what Jesus learned? God is everything. He's my everything. And I'm not going to be like the world. I don't want to use God. I don't want to just use my father. But I want to show the father that I truly love him. I want to show the father that I'm willing to bring my flesh under subjection and suffer for his sake. I'm willing to suffer for righteousness. I'm willing to suffer for that which is right. But today we as believers in the churches and we we sit back and just let the world do anything they're big enough to do. We don't pull our children out of these public schools that's messing them up. Too many sorry parents because you don't want to be bothered with your own children. Some parents don't train their children. They send them to school for the teacher to do all the work. It's not the teacher job. You train your children at home. Charity starts at home and spreads abroad. You train your child at home, it's going to show up in the classroom. I don't care who's cutting up. When I was in junior high, I had to be in the seventh grade. And that was a young man named Major Skylock. I'll never forget him, Jerry. You remember him. And boy, he would make me laugh. Oh, my goodness. That Major note. 
He knew what to say, and and the, and the history teacher was Mr. Monk. That was the man's name. And Mr. Monk would just look. I made straight A's in the man class. But when I got through laughing with Major, my grades started going down. And he called me to that desk, and he had a talk with me. And the next step was to talk to my daddy. I had to let Major go with all the good laughter. You hear me? I feared Prince more than anything else. I had to let it go. And that's what we got to do today. We got to let go that which will get us in trouble. Think about it. Look what he done for us. But we take it for granted. He sent his only begotten son to suffer for us. And we take it so lightly. Like he was supposed to do it. I hear I, I hear people joke and say, Jesus paid it all. That's nothing to joke about. That was a heavy price he paid for us. Salvation wasn't free. Jesus paid for us to have it. Nothing in this life is free. Everything go on, somebody paid for it. If you get it, you get it for free. It wasn't always free because somebody had to pay for it in order for you to get it. But see, we have that use me mentality. We don't believe in giving. We don't believe in paying it forward. We always looking for the hookup. We always looking for something for nothing. Yeah, we got we to gotta move past that as believers. And Lord, help us all today. Help me, Lord. I don't want to be a user. I want to be a giver. Because God has blessed the child that has his own. If you're a giver, that means you have something. If you're a receiver, that means you didn't have it. Somebody else got to give it to you. So he said, he's blessed the child that has his own. It's, It's more blessed to give than to receive. And that's true. Because if I got it to give, that means I have something. Now, you got some greedy, selfish people out here. They have it, and they want more of it. And they, you don't have as much as they have, but they want that little bit that you got. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. So, look, we, we're going to our next song of the morning. And uh, while we're going to the song, I will check on Dr. Ponsetti. I don't know what his timing is over there, but uh, I will check on him. And uh, see if he is ready uh, to come our way today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How many times must I prove how much I love you? Oh. 
Just a radio. This is Jesus in the morning radio. Spreading the good news of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Sister Andrea Spinner and her sisters this morning. I like that little song. I love it, matter of fact. Yeah, put food on my table. Pay bills when they reduce. When I was sick in my body, he healed me. Hallelujah. Yeah, he did all of that to show me just how much. He loved me, sent his son to Calvary's cross to suffer for my sake. And so I'm thankful unto him this morning. And, you know, I was riding yesterday and thinking, and uh, my granddaughter was with me, and I'm just thinking, you know, God is, he is so faithful. He is so faithful. Oh, I call him faithful because that's what he is. I was leaving out of the garage to go pick her up, and then we head on up to the prison. And as I'm going out of the garage, I begin to pray. I said, Lord, bless me to get there safe and back home safe. And he did just that. I got to take my truck over to the dealership today to have them to look at it. But he blessed me to get there safe and back safe. And, uh, Got back, and one of the packages I forgot about was in the mailbox. On Sunday, they came and put it in the mailbox. I said, look at this. And God is just faithful to his people. And when we ask for something, if you ask sincerely, it's not against his will. See, because I was going to the prison to do what he sent me to do. Some people just see me come in the door, and it gives them hope. Do you hear what I tell you? It give them hope. And look, God opened special doors for me. I don't go to the chapel. 
I go to the visiting park. Oh, somebody ought to tell him thank you. I go where I can visit with folks. I can see other inmates. I can touch them if I want to. I can walk up to them and talk. See, in the chapel, you separated from the people. You separated from the inmates. Now, if you come down, you know, and they come up to you, but the chaplain and the officers, they watching it. But in the visiting park, they watching everything. But you're allowed to talk to other inmates. The officers, they'll get to know you. <laughs> People visiting their family members will get to know you. Had a couple of young men. I had never saw them before. This was week before last week. And uh, they asked the officer, they said, hey, hey, you got mama? She said, oh, yeah, I got Miss Pittman. Oh, y'all ain't got that to worry about. They said, okay, then, we, we just want to make sure. They never saw me before. They knew nothing about me but had respect. And that particular officer told me one time, he said, you know what, you you show me dressed nice. I said, thank you. She said, you have that, uh, you, you dress your age, she said, but with a twist to it. I was so tickled. I said, oh, with a twist to it. Yeah. Because I'm going to see men, basically. And you want to dress properly. These folks locked up. Some of them been locked up for years and years. And you don't want to go up in there looking like a fool. Because they're going to search you like a fool. They're going to treat you like one too. They might be nice to you. But they thinking, oh, what is she? I see why he in here. What kind of family? Because the world don't think. It's my thing. I'm going to do what I want to do. However I want to do it. It's my thing. I'm going to just do it. Women three and four hundred pounds just got it all hanging out. Like, who really want to see that? And if their men want to see it, let's let them go in private and see it. Everybody don't want to see that. And they, they, they never consider other women. They never consider there are women who don't want to see that. No, it, it's not pretty. Women like beautiful things. That's not beautiful at all. It's too much. <laughs> yeah. They, they don't consider. However, whatever I want to do to my body. I, I, I seen a man yesterday. He had so many tattoos on him. He looked like he had Down syndrome. He don't have Down syndrome. But so many tattoos, he looked like it. I seen one. The whole half of his face ain't up. I'm like, I wonder what he see when he look in the mirror. But see, no sound mind. When you don't have a sound mind, you can do all of this. When you've been abused, you can do these things. You can hurt yourself. Because you come from something abusive. Yes, yeah, I, I, the, the piercings in the skin and I... Who want to hurt they skin? But you want to show you part of the world. You want to show you part of the problem without knowing this is what you're doing. All the tattoos are showing the world, hey, I've been through something. Look at me. I, I can hurt myself. I can put ink on my skin, on my body that I didn't even pay for. Jesus paid it all for you too. 
That body don't even belong to you. It belongs to God. He made you for his pleasure. But something has gone wrong in the lives of these people. And they was not in their sound mind to think right. So they do, they do a lot of stuff to themselves. Yeah. No way. I mean, a whole arm of ink, whole half of their chest and half of their body, some of them all around their neck, down their chest, just full of ink. I'm like, who want to know about your statement like that? You, you want the world to know what's in you? I don't want, the only thing I want the world to know that's in me is Jesus. That's all I want the world to know about me. They don't need to know my favorite color. They don't need to know what I think about politics. The world don't need to know nothing basically about me but Jesus. So they don't care one way or another about you. You can do all of that. And a few people, you'll get some compliments, but that's all it's going to be. And after that's over with, people don't care about you and what you got painted on you and how many markings you got on your body and they got the big gauges in their ear. They don't even have a bottom part of their ear no more, just a big old hole. And I'm trying to figure that out. What What's the purpose of that? What that means? And it's not cute. It don't look good. It look deformed. But when you're not in your right mind, you'll see it as art. I'm, I'm like, Art on the human, the human body that God made. Oh, you'd be surprised at the the, the, the thoughts, the way that the mind works when you don't have God. Your mind can only work like that if God is not in there. Yeah, because if if you got Him in there, you you done been in His Word and you know what His Word say concerning you and your thoughts and your body. He bought you with a precious price, his holy, untainted blood. And we want to taint up everything that we can taint up. We want to mess it up. I like this. I love that. When are you going to learn to bring your flesh under subjection? Bring your flesh into the word of God. Bring your flesh into the spirit of God. When? And let the world have this. That's for the world. Let them have their stuff. We are of God, peculiar person, of a royal priesthood. We're strange. We're not like the world. We're a whole totally different kind of strange. They call us boring. So I'm going to say, nobody can live like that. All kind of weirdo stuff. But Jesus showed us the example, yes, we can live right before God, and we can do it daily, but the choice is ours. It takes a well-made-up mind. Yeah. And so we thank God this morning. We're grateful unto him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have a little clip. Well, let me get one more request in this morning. And uh, right after this request, we're going to... um, and take a listen to a quick clip, 14 minutes. And then I want to share uh, this. Tomorrow, if the Lord says the same, we will finish the whoop is at the door. We will go back and play it from Friday because I ran, I ran out of time on Friday, really. But we'll go back on tomorrow and play the whoop is at the door. Hallelujah. So let's go to this one. And when we come back, we're going to come back with 
a quick clip, and after that, maybe 8 o'clock, Dr. Pancetti uh, will be in. Thank you. 
by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Again, this is not my opinion. This is the teaching of the Lord Jesus. And he sets before his disciples two contrasts. A narrow way and a broad way. Or a straight way and a narrow door. And a wide way and a broad door. And the other contrast is with respect to the number of those who go each way. Those who go the broad way that lead to destruction are many. Those who go the straight way to the narrow gate are few. Now here's what I hear Jesus saying. That most, if not the vast majority of human beings that you know and that I know are on their way to hell. And if they were to die tonight, we'd go to hell. You would also say to me, statistically, that there's a significant number of people in this room right now who, if they died tonight, would wake up in hell. Because they're on the broad way that leads to destruction. Now, Jesus is not denying justification by faith when he says strive to enter into the narrow gate, as he does here in Luke's version. Strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter, but they won't be able. They think they can get through the narrow door by living on Broadway. Here's the problem. It gets worse. Jesus doesn't stop there about the few and the many, the narrow and the wide. But he said, when once the master of the house has risen and shut the door, And you begin to stand outside to knock at the door, saying, Lord, open to us. They don't just say, who's ever in there, please open to us. They say, Lord, Lord, open the door. And Matthew's version, he said, they will say to him, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this in your name? Didn't we do that in your name? And Jesus said, and I will say to them, who are you? Mm. Please leave, you workers of iniquity. Now, he knows cognitively cognitively, every one of those people that's knocking at the door. But he doesn't know them savingly. 
And so he says, you are not known by me in a redemptive way. So I can't hear your knocking at my door. It's too late. I can remember walking down a hall in a house back in Pennsylvania, and there was a mirror on the wall. And as I walked past that mirror, I caught a reflection of myself, which was not a pleasant experience. <laughs> but as I looked in the mirror, the thought struck me, what if you're deceiving yourself about the state of your soul? What if you are going to hell? I was terrified. Jesus said, Lord, open to us, and he will say, I do not where you're from. And you'll say, well, we ate and drank in your presence. We came to the Lord's table. We celebrated Holy Communion. You taught in our streets. I was there when you came through our village and healed the paralytic. I saw that. I was at the wedding feast at Canaan. I saw you turn water into wine. I've seen many things of mercy and grace that you have done. I tell you, I don't know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. And then he describes the nature of that place where they're going and the human response of being in hell. Do you ever wonder what people are doing who are in hell? Jesus doesn't describe every activity that takes place there. But he does describe two responses of humans who have been consigned there, where he says, in that place, there will be weeping and gnashing yeah. of teeth. Some people, when they wake up in hell, will be devastated. Yes. And they won't find enough water in their eyes to satisfy their need to weep. They'll be sobbing. Oh, no! Not here! Oh, God, please have mercy upon me. Be the greatest disappointment they could possibly experience to wake up in hell. Mm. But then the other group will be there, won't be weeping a bit. They'll be gnashing their teeth, which is a biblical metaphor for human fury. How dare you, God, put me here? Oh. The angry or the anger of the damned will know no bounds. Now, as I said, I sure don't want to end up in hell. Oh. But one thing I know for sure that if I do, if I've deceived myself all these years,
And if I'm one who says, well, Lord, Lord, didn't I do this and didn't I do that? And he looks at me and says, please leave, I don't know you. And he sends me to hell. One thing I can promise you, that I'll be a weeper, not a gnasher. Because if I know anything about theology, I know that if he sent me to hell tonight, I could make no just complaint against him. I've been guilty of treason, cosmic treason. Every time I have sinned, I have asserted my will over the will of my Creator. I have declared that I am sovereign, not the Lord God. I've worked against his kingdom, not for it. I've sinned against a holy and infinitely righteous being who owes me nothing. And if I wake up in hell, I will realize I have only received what my life has merited. Not cruelty, not injustice, but perfect justice. I understand that. So I don't want to go there. I don't want anyone else to go there. Even though I love the majesty of God as a fallen human being, I have so much more in common with my comrades in the flesh. And so I have so much sympathy to think of anybody in hell. In fact, I don't think I I would believe in hell if it were not taught so clearly by Jesus himself. Did you know that Jesus taught more about hell than he did about heaven? But I don't want to end on a hell of a note. (laughs) I want to go just a couple of verses before this. Where in verse 18, Jesus said, What is the kingdom of God like? And to what shall I compare it? It's like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his garden. It grew and became a tree. And the birds of the air made nests in its branches. Jesus, every time we listen to you, you're talking about the kingdom of God. We don't even know what you're talking about. What's it like? And he says, what's well, like that almost infinitesimally small seed that you plant and you water. And then it pokes its little head through the earth, a little sprig that begins to grow and expand not just to a bush, but to a tree of 10 or 15 feet high with a vast outreach of branches so thick that birds of all kinds of different varieties can come and nest in its branches. Not just land there for a few seconds, but build a nest in there. The kingdom of God is something 
that begins so tiny that it's imperceptible, but blossoms and blooms and grows and expands to the whole world. We are mustard seeds in a dying world, not just a neo-pagan culture, a barbarian culture, but we are sons and daughters of the kingdom. We are sons and daughters of the king who takes every seed that we plant, every leaven that we put into the meal so that it grows and expands and fills the world. So in the final analysis, if we want to overcome the world, We don't have to worry how strong the world is. We don't have to worry how many pagans there are out there. All we need to know is who the king is. Because he's the one that will determine the destiny of this nation, this world, and this people. May you find yourself in agony. Because that's the word Jesus used when he says strive to enter in the narrow gate. The word agon, which means use a Herculean effort. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Your works will never get you into the kingdom, but once in there, you're to work with all of your might. And like pilgrim and pilgrim's progress, Don't turn to the left or to the right. No matter how many obstacles, how many enemies, how much opposition, there's a door. You know, Christians were first called the people of the way. And it was the narrow way that leads to life. Tonight, as you put your head on the pillow, I plead with you to ask yourself, am I numbered among the few or the many. God grant that your answer will be among the few. Hallelujah. Amen. To wake up in hell, and this is by R.C. Spool. S-T-R-O-U-L is the last name. If you want to go to YouTube and look it up. But I think it's important that daily we are reminded of this stuff. Uh, We're reminded of the word of God. We are reminded of what's important. Because we, we get busy in this life. In this life, many days, we take our eyes off God, put it on our situation. I was sharing with Sion, some days I'm looking on YouTube, or I'm looking on Facebook, or uh, somebody sent me something on Instagram, somebody sent me something from TikTok to look at. And when I look up, a very quick 30 minutes done went by. 
if I'm not careful, a quick hour has gone by. And if I continue, guess what? Our words with an S on the end of H-O-U-R has gone by. Just that fast. Why is that? I'm being entertained. But many times when it comes to studying the word of God or prayer, it's like, get, get through with it now because you got to go do this. Going on through it, you got to go do that. It, it wants you your flesh. It wants you to rush through the things of God, the things that matter the most. It don't want you to take daily time for that. If you do, give it a few minutes. The only way it wants the preachers to study is if they got to teach a class or they got to preach on Sunday. Then they can get in there and do all they need to do. Because they want to bring the right message that will impress people about them and not about God. Because I believe this, and I could be wrong, although I too go back over the scriptures to make sure many times that I'm bringing forth the right word. But we should be willing to impress God and make sure we have the right information so others will understand and come to him. Not so we look good in the people's eyes, so that people can pat us on our back. We, we have a lot of that. I mean, a lot of it. Yeah, the preacher wants you to walk up and tell him how good he brought that sermon. And I, and I mean not humble about it. He acts as if I know it. <laughs> I'm telling you now. He acted as if he brought it forth. God didn't bring it through him. He brought it forth, and he know it was him that brought the word for the day. But that's not the way. Because without God, we can do nothing. So I know many in many cases, uh, you know, we may think that we did something. And I'm guilty of saying I. But God know my heart, and he know I'm not really eyeing it up. Because without him, I know I can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. So I can come with the nonsense if I want to to my eye and what I've done. No, I, I, I've done nothing. <laughs> yeah, anything good I've done, God did it. Yeah, I'm just a vessel daily that he can use. Yeah, every day because I remember him. He made my offer I couldn't refuse. One of the best offers. I've ever gotten in my life to receive him as my Lord and Savior and stay with him. Don't go back, but stay with him. And I'm grateful unto Almighty God for that today. Without him, we can do nothing. And we don't want to wake up in hell. We want to make our calling and election sure. He's given us plenty of time. But the flesh will tell you, you ain't got no time for that right now. Uh, you got to go over here. You, you got to do this. Oh, remember you were going to paint that picture. Oh, remember you were going to do your nails. Remember you were going to soak your own feet till you get to the nail shop. Oh, don't forget you got to cook. Don't forget you promised so-and-so you were going to do. He'll keep you going like that all the time. Your flesh will keep you going like that all the time. And the enemy will come in with the flesh and just add more to it. And when you looked up, your plans for the day was to study the word you never got there. 
So we have to take that time. Because the devil will never say, oh, are you flat? Oh, the day you want to get in the word, I'm going to just let you get in the word as long as you want to. No, ma'am and no, sir. You got to take that and go on and then pray. Go on and then study. Now, something bad going on, oh, yeah, or something you want, you'll remember, I'm going to pray today. But everything is going good. You're just a little busy. You know, you got family, you got friends, you want to go do this, you want to go do that. Okay, but guess what? Take that time to study. Because if we know what God's word says concerning us, we can walk in it easily. If we can but believe. If we can but believe God, we can walk in his word easily. By faith. Yeah, by faith. With God, everything is by faith. Everything is by believing because the only way you see him is in his people. He's not one you can touch like that. We can touch him by praising. But see, if you see me, you can walk up to me. If you hug me, you'll feel me. If I shake your hand, you're going to feel it. You, you, you don't do that with God. You have to walk in faith. You have to reach him in faith. Yeah, you have to reach him praising, believing, worshiping. And see, many don't want it like that. They want it so they can just walk there and touch him and however they feel about it. So a lot of people stick with the pastor. They stick with whoever they can get in touch with the most often. That's what they want to stick with because they can touch and feel that. They can hear my voice on the phone. They can see me live and in person, especially if they live in my area. But we got to learn to walk in the spirit, and we're going to stay in touch with God. Yeah, it'll bless us to stay in touch with him. Mm-hmm. So listen, we're going back to Hebrews 11, and we're going, we want to read it all today. We just want to read it so that we'll know what it says. Because a lot of times we don't know what the words say concerning us. So we don't even remember. We, we uh, uh, What? Yeah. Then some things we know because we go in there often because we want to be blessed. We want God to move for us. So we'll remember that. I, I, I tell you, I post up on Facebook when it talks about the blessings of the Lord, oh, they're going to hit it. Bam, like it, like it, love it, like it, love it. But when it talks about getting right with God and what we got to do, you don't get so much of amen. You don't get so much of likes and love. You don't see nothing on that. Nobody said nothing, even scriptures, because it's not talking about the blessings of God. In order to get blessed, we got to give God something to bless us with. You got to have faith. You got to praise and worship. But some people just sit back because you're going to bless the earth. We, we are what give the earth its savor. And because we here, he's going to continue to bless. Night going to continue to turn the day, day to night, one of the uh, 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 spring, spring to summer, summer to fall. It's going to continue. So they're riding off the waves of whatever he does. 
but I want to know that I can get my blessing. What I need to do, Lord, to be blessed. What do I need to do to be yours and stay yours? What is it I need to do to show you I'm not a user, but I'm a giver? What What is it I need to do daily, daily, that I can show you my love and not from my lips, but from my heart? What is it I need to do to stay out of hell? Do I need to just believe and just let that be? No. I need to allow God to stir me up and stir up the gifts in me so that I walk in his, that I will walk in his way. But there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. Yeah. So I'm going and I'm going to play the audio part of Hebrews chapter 11. Let's take a listen. Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive the seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore, innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire better country, that is, and heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. 
accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. By faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world is not worthy. They wandered in depths and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen to the word of God. So look, when you get a chance, go back over this if you can. Go back and read this again. Hebrews chapter 11. Listen, we need faith. That's how we reach God. We reach him through faith. It's the only way. Yeah, those of us that come to him, coming, we must believe. Yeah, it's the only way to find God. You got to believe that he is. Uh Uh-huh that he is a rewarder of them that diligently, continuously, always seeking him. Lord, what should I do? Lord, which way to go? Lord, give me wisdom. Give me understanding. Help me today. Yeah, always seeking him. This is why the word can say this. 
pray without ceasing, man ought to always pray and not faint. Because if we stop talking to God, we lost. I wouldn't know which way to go. I probably wouldn't remember him. Oh, yeah. But because I desire to know more about him, I desire to come up even in my faith to believe in the more. Yeah. I desire his way and not my way. Because, again, this morning, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. And when he says man, that's a generic term, man or woman. Yeah, we think we're on the right path. But if we don't get it from him, we won't have it. Yeah, we see what the world is producing. Messed up. Ooh. I thank God he drew me. Because if he does not draw us, we cannot come. So I thank him for drawing me. Now my job is to stay with him. My job is to seek him through faith. I want to receive every promise he has for me. I want to go back with him when he comes because he's coming back. And I believe when he comes this time, he won't come as the Savior, but he'll come as the great judge in that great and notable day. There will never be another day like that day. I believe time won't be no more. Hallelujah. <laughs> Yeah, they did in Christ, they arise. I, when I stand before him, I want to carry works that won't burn up. Works that he had me to do. Not according to what I think or what I believe, but according to his will. And we have to pray for this. It's not something you just automatically know. We have to pray for what we need because we're human. Yeah. The spirit is willing, but the flesh the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. And we'll get busy with some stuff. Yeah, I come from the prison yesterday. I just wanted to eat. <laughs> recline on the couch. You know, put my comfortable clothes on, recline on the couch, and do whatever it is I wanted to do, either on my phone or on the TV. It's praying time. I just left the prison. I had to leave many people back that locked up. Been locked up, but mind haven't changed. Still have the same mind. It's, it's, it's the same mind setting. Still have a mind to do wrong. To commit sin, not only that, but to break the law. I had to leave them back there and come on free. So after leaving there, I should just leave them back there and don't pray. Don't ask God to fix their hearts and regulate their minds. Don't ask God to draw. The word come forth. Am I supposed to just ignore it? It wasn't just for them. It's for me too. <clears throat> Excuse me. When, when, when you hear me talk about the word of God, it's not that I'm just talking to you about it, for you to do it, and it bypass me. I'm greater. No, no, no. It's for all of us. Must Jesus bear a cross alone and all the world go free? No. There's a cross for everyone, and I know there's a cross for me. I can pick it up daily and follow him. I can't follow the world. I can't follow my flesh. There's no good thing in my flesh. <laughs> 
My flesh should tell me instead of answering the phones and praying and, and reading and counseling and helping people and cooking for those, you know, and taking people to and from, my flesh should tell me, Barbara, we still in the summer. The day Monday, you retire. What are you doing? Go to the beach. <laughs> Barbara, go on and get in the water and relax. No, I can't do that. God give me vacation time. That's a vacation time. He give me summer. He give me uh, uh, fall. He give me winter. And he give me spring. And all of these things I want to do, he give me time in each one of these seasons to do some stuff I want to do. So I can't take his time and just do what I want to do with his time. I got to be about the father's business. I come to do the will of him that sent me. That's why I was born. He made me for his pleasure. All of us, and if we're believers, if we're Christians, if we're the saints of God, we're paying attention to the word of God and the work that he called or chose us for, or called and chose us for. Hallelujah. I believe Dr. Ponset is in this morning, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to bring him in and give him the mic this morning, and uh, let him share with us today. Good morning, Dr. Ponset. God bless you this morning. How are you? Well, I'm I am blessed and highly favored, just like you are. Amen. You know, it is amazing to me how how wonderful our God is. Yes, He is. Uh, you know, we pray. I, one of the things that I do every day uh, with with the many people that I I'm connected in in LinkedIn and many other places, but. Uh, my number one priority is to pray for all my friends and, and contacts, as many as I can by name, uh, and I'll send them a little note. And what a what a pleasure it is to, to be able to come and talk to you directly, and yeah. to your many friends. <laughs> so my that's that's the number one thing is praying for one another. So I was yeah. so so excited to li- to listen in for a few minutes uh, at at the the topic today is a prayer, uh, you know, post those prayers, share, share the, the, the victories that Jesus has given you. Uh, I sent you one just a few minutes ago of a group of girls uh, in, in Honduras, and we were over there. Uh, I don't know if I've talked to you about this before, but uh, these, these three girls, their, uh, their daddy was raped their mother and their older sister and was about to rape them and the older daughter was able to to secure passage to a to a place in uh, away from the father and uh, they were salvaged and the father is now in prison one of the one of the most beautiful things that i saw on this last trip that i was in honduras we were doing a marriage retreat and uh one of the individuals that went with me now you know i'm a fisherman so in order to prepare a situation where this other individual could not say no uh he is he is the mayor of the city that i live in in lakeland mayor mutz and his wife pam went with us we were doing a marriage retreat for pastoral couples down there and i had i had a total of eight couples uh seven of them were were pastors and one was was the city mayor but the way I got the city mayor to go 
was I had invited the senator, the um, uh, governor of the state we were in, and and he invited three other mayors. So I had a political net, and the mayor couldn't couldn't refuse. But we went to visit the home where these girls were at, and the girls knew we were coming, and there were about 18 girls there. Uh, it's a very nice place. We had we had just remodeled a lot of the the, the facilities. And the girls were real proud of it. We normally don't go into the second floor. That's where their their bedrooms are and their living quarters. But the girls were so excited that we were there. They wanted to show off their their new new quarters, and they invited us to go up. They said we we're not going to be embarrassed. Everything is very nice and clean. <clears throat> so I I was down down with with some other folks, but the mayor and his wife went up the stairs. And one of the most beautiful things was when the mayor came down the stairs, he came and he was crying like a baby because it finally just impacted him. Now, that's, you know, one of the things that God has shown me is that when you impact some people with with the needs of others, then the the, the process of them getting involved and helping those is much easier. So what you do is is that right now. I see I see you uh, day after day, day after day, uh, working, Barbara, in such a way that that you're impacting people to pray for one another, uh, to love one another, to care for one another. You know that's not a that's not something we do just because we woke up in the morning and said, hey, I, I want to be a good fellow or a good lady. No, that's because our Savior said, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another. Barbara, when I go into a restaurant or into a, a sport arena or into some kind of a meeting, I look around, I look at all the people there, and I try to find the ones that are not part of the one another's. I have yet to find somebody that's not part of the one another's. So I think I've got pretty good definition of what the one and others are, if they're breathing, if they're talking, or even if they're not talking, but they're still breathing, and even if they're not breathing, but they're still children of God, my responsibility is one and only one, and that's to love them, to do all that I can to to make their life a little better, better, their nearness to God a little better, and to feel a little better about themselves. I sent you something else this morning. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a certified American Association of Christian Counselors mental health coach, and I, I sent out something called a self-therapy. I don't need to get it back. I just sent it to them. And basically what it is is just asking some basic, you know, what is, what is the psychodrama of the moment? You know, they can, they can fill that out. Uh, and then they can also answer the second question how do I feel about it? And there are checkpoints, you know, angry, bored, joyful, and, and several other questions. How do I really feel? <laughs> and they're working through it. This problem seems to stem from, and they, they start to find their own solution. And the current related issues and past related issues. What does all this mean? And then at the bottom it says breakthrough. We've, we've just analyzed ourselves. We don't, we don't need to go to anybody but God. 
and ask him, Lord, why do I feel so depressed? Or, Lord, why do I feel so happy? I haven't, I look around and I don't see birthday balloons or anything, but I'm happy. I'm happy this morning just to be able to be with my, my sister, Sarah, with my, with my sister here on, for a few minutes. And Barbara Pittman just livens the air with her testimonies, the testimony of going into a prison center. You know, Barbara, I, I was a chaplain for 11 years. I know what, what it is to go into a prison center. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I ministered to one individual for 11 years at oh. the uh, federal uh, camp in Dade County. Wow. And this was the, this is the, the man I most like to hate. <laughs> uh, and, and the Lord taught me in that, in that instance that he was one of the one another's. See, my brother died of an overdose of heroin, and I hated anybody that had anything to do with, with drugs or anything like that. And I wasn't a chaplain at that time, you know, before that, but uh, my wife and I were planning to move from Texas, where we had lived for 20 years, back to Dade County, Florida, where we had gotten married and we, we went to school and everything else. But on the way there, they brought this fellow over from Panama by the name of Manuel Antonio Noriega. And I happened to be bilingual. And I remember, I remember sitting in front of that television set, having attended seminary and, and working all over the country with, with Henry Blackaby and other people, <clears throat> that I saw that man come through. And I'm not going to repeat the words I said that day, but remember, I had hatred in my heart, and I said, I, I said to the television set and to my wife who was sitting there, my wife that we just completed 60 years of marriage, by the way, uh, I looked at her and I looked at the TV and I, and I said, you know what that is, right? I'm not going to repeat what the words were. <laughs> because, see, I was a, I was a, 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 a real strong Christian. <laughs> and and I thought, why didn't we bring that man back over here? Why didn't we just put a bullet in his head like the President of the United States had asked for? Uh, but all of a sudden, I was we were packed. We were we had the U-Haul, everything. We were ready to go. My parents were were getting on in years, and they were sickly, and and uh, we needed to be close so we could help them. <clears throat> And I, I was going to a, a meeting every Thursday. That was going to be my last meeting. It was We were studying a book called Experiencing God, Knowing and Doing the Will of God by Henry Blackaby. And one of the individuals was uh, the president of Frito-Lay and uh, the, the, the director of the Texas Baptist Men group was there. And a group of about six or seven of us were there. And one of those guys, one of my mentors, asked us to pray for Manuel Antonio Noriega. And I'm sitting there like somebody just hit me across the face with a with a shovel. And I'm thinking, oh, I, I can't do that. And they were they were beginning to get get up. So I stood up and I said, guys, I'm going to tell you what I did just yesterday. And I'm not going to use the exact words, but I'm going to. 
for this case, I'm going to, so you understand what I'm repenting of. And I said, right? I said, this is what I said yesterday. And I'm asking you guys to help me as I go forth and ask God to forgive me for that attitude. You know, he forgave me of that attitude. Yeah. And, and the fellow that, that we were praying for uh, was saved at that prison by Dr. Cliff Brannan, Dr. Rudy Hernandez, and myself going in there at first, and eventually myself as his counselor for 11 years in another state, in another city, behind bars. And I remember the day that, that he accepted the Lord. They always had a guard right at the door. We were in a little, little tiny room, the three of us sitting around, uh, knee to knee. And when, when we started to go out, the door swung over, and the officer landed on his fanny in the hallway. And I thought, oh, Lord, we'll never get out of this prison. <laughs> you don't knock down a federal officer. Mm. And the officer got up and he said, no, guys, you didn't do it because <clears throat> you guys weren't even near the door. That door slammed me down to get my attention, and I want to accept the Lord. God is good all the time. Yes, yes he is. And he asks us to love all the time. Mm-hmm. And we love you. We love what you're doing. And Barbara, uh, keep doing it because you are, you are an excellent, excellent exhibit of one who trusts, one who loves, and one who cares for one another. God Amen. bless you. Amen. God bless you and thank you for coming. I uh, we was excited to have you to come back, and you know that's a valuable, very valuable lesson right there in itself, because many times we judge and we see people as they are, and the thing that in them are the things that they're doing it irritate us, and some days it irritate us so bad to the point of where. We really truly just want them to go to hell. Kill them, God. Yep. Put them in hell That's today. Right. Let them start burning <laughs> today. But we got to love even our enemies. We got to love even our enemies. And look, it, it, it's not a figure of speech to say that today now. This is something we must literally do. We got to live it. Got to live it. And and the word of God, we got to live that word and not at our own convenience, but we got to live it in season and out of season. I got to live this thing when I want to and when I don't want to, because there's some days, Andrea Stella, I don't want to live this. There's some days, Dr. Punt said it, I, I, I see people who have done me some real evil. But he said, I got to love him. And guess what? If I'm his and he's mine, and I need to prove this to him daily, I got to love him. And he showed me this. When you let go, Barbara, and let me teach you and let me lead and guide you in the love, you'll be able to do it. But you got to let you go. Because, see, again, this morning, the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Because, see, my flesh telling me, 
you, you know they did this to you. you know, <laughs> they did that to you, and now you're going to do this for them. Yes, I am. Their grandmother yeah. died. I'm give them, more give them room. Yeah. I, I'm give, cooking more Give the room. Holy Spirit room to use you. Yeah. Because <clears throat> God wouldn't show you something unless he wanted to use you at it. Amen. Right? Amen. And usually what to, to get you to be used, he's got to impact your feelings. Yeah. And your feelings can, can, can be radical. And all of a sudden you realize, hey, whoa, I'm on the wrong side of God. I remember, I remember Barbara, uh, I, went, I went with to the court for her sole trial. I was there at court with him. A guy, a guy that I wanted dead, I'm, I'm there just by my presence telling the judge he's worthy. Mm. And yeah. uh, at the end of the trial, he he spoke brilliantly, and we, you know, he was sentenced to like 40 years in prison. Mm. And uh, when we got back, about a year and a half later, he he said he wanted to be baptized. And the, his lawyer had said, "Talk to me about it, and for me to talk to the chap to the warden." Uh, now I, you know. I got along pretty well with the chaplain and with the wardens and everything else. So I went to see the warden. And, and I said, uh, there was a, a beautiful little lake right in the middle of the of the compound. And I asked the warden if, I, if we could baptize him there. And he says, Tony, you know, I've been watching you for several years. And uh, I knew you were radical. I knew you were crazy. I know your story. <laughs> but, but, but you're insane. He said, that man has a has a hit on him, multi-million dollar, and you want me to let you hold him underwater? Not in my joint. <laughs> he said, no way. Yes, sir. So I, I, go back, I go back to God in prayer, and I said, the Lord, if I had been the warden, I would have said the same thing. So I, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't hold him on anything but self-esteem. Yes. Yes. He's a good man trying to keep a bad thing from happening. That's his job. Mm-hmm. So we made arrangements for me to meet with Judge Hoovler, who was the trial judge. And, you know, before you go to a meeting like that, you make sure you know something about the individual. Yes. Right? Because a federal judge can put you in prison for living. <laughs> he doesn't true. need an excuse. Nope. Uh, <laughs> you, you mean you're breathing yet? I'll, I'll show you, and they'll put you in, in jail. Uh, so I go to see him, and I had studied that he was a Presbyterian minister. He had gone to seminary before he went into law, and uh, and he had been appointed to this particular trial. And I'm nervous uh, because I'm asking this Presbyterian to to let me baptize this criminal. And uh, I sat there kind of, Stuttering, you know how that is when you're nervous in front of somebody. Yes. And I'm kind of stuttering, and he finally says, "Mr. Ponsetti, it's about time that you ask me what you come here for. I I know what you're going to ask for. Just go ahead and ask me." <laughs> and I said, "Well, Your Honor, I I didn't want to offend you in any way. I wanted to make sure." Now, Barbara, the uh, the head of the security detail that was guarding him said, "Listen, don't ask him to approve this." Just ask him if he has no objections. Because if you ask him to approve it, then he has to go and check the law. But if you ask him if he has any objections, he doesn't have to do anything but just say yes. So I'm I'm trying to stay calm and ask that. 
And uh, I said, Your Honor, <clears throat> I'm here to ask you if you have any objections to my my baptizing him here. Uh, I'm, I have the assurance from the security detail that they will be they will have 18 men, and there's a little courtyard just outside the the court here where the Catholics used to have their worship. So there's a a large altar there that is now just a plot pot holder for for plants and stuff, and uh, and the place is is well guarded. There's there's lots of uh, there's a wall around it, and he says, but Mr. Ponsetti, why don't you just do it the way we do it? We just sprinkle them. How are you how are you going to be able to baptize them in that place? There's nothing there. I said, well, Your Honor, first of all, with all due respect, we do have a, a portable baptistry that we're bringing in. And we'll bring in the the the, uh, the the Lord's Supper, and we'll take communion together, <clears throat> and you're invited to come. But let me explain the difference of what you're implying. I I know that that you are a, a very strong and, and and brilliant man, and also a Christian and a Presbyterian, and I know the seminaries that you went to, and I know that you studied the the Greek, and you studied the Hebrew. And you 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 know the word, and the word is baptizo. And I know that you know where that word originated. It was in, in the in the cloth industry, where they would take a piece of white cotton, and I pulled out my white handkerchief out of my pocket, and I said they would take that white cotton, and I'm tearing it out and making it big, and uh, I said they would d- dump that cotton into a vat of burgundy or blue, red, and then they would pull it back out. And it would go in one one character and it would come out another. And, Your Honor, if I do it your way, if I do it your way, he would come out, poke it up, and the judge smiled, <laughs> and he let me baptize him. Okay. Amen. <laughs> yes, sir. Because, see, even in this, Dr. Facetti, God will give us what we need to get the job done. Amen. And, Amen. You know, he even sent people before you to prepare you of what the careless man, you know, and they told you, don't go in and, and say this. But go in and ask him if he have any objections. Yeah. Right. I remember yep. Apostle Paul stood before Agrippa, and he told him, he said, Paul, you you almost persuaded me today. <laughs> yeah. You see, because many people in high offices, they're not on the same wavelength, I call it, as I am. See, they're, they're busy, and a lot of times they believe, but their lives are, are different, and they haven't decided to give more to the future life, the eternal life, than they have to the present life because they feel what's going on in the present life. But we have to give way and take time to prepare for our future life, which is that eternal life in God, in Jesus. So he'll Amen. give you what to say. He'll show you 
what to do, which way to go. I've been in some situations because I used to deal with young men that were in gangs. And I, you know, had several who had gotten into trouble and, you know, I would go to court with them. Even when the parents wouldn't show up, I would be there. I had those kinds of experiences with... uh, Mm -hmm. In, well, you in know the, what I'm uh-huh. Oh yeah, uh-huh. I, and I, I spent a lot spent a lot of time in in the ghetto uh, yeah. with with young men that you know were were living in the hood and and they were going to get in trouble. Yeah. And yeah. you had to you had to find a way to you know don't go mm-hmm. back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those young men, one of those young men, eventually became the president of the Southern Baptist mm. of Florida convention for for a term for four years. He's a pastor yeah. now. Yeah. So, I have you know, one who be, I have one when I tell you Dr. Pacetti, this one here was oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. He was bad. He was bad when he was out there. But he became a youth pastor at a huge yeah. ministry. And he wrote me one day and showed me his uh uh credentials and everything and he was talking and I was like, what? He was like, yeah, all of this took place within a year. I said, stop it. He said, yeah, you know God and you know he can change something overnight. It, it was already there for me. He he did it in me before I entered my mother's womb. But I decided, I guess, to have some testimonies. Yeah. And he, oh, wow. it was beautiful. It was beautiful. But, yeah, I would go to court with them. And <clears throat> sometimes the attorney or the prosecutor would say, you can't say nothing. I'll let you stand right. with him, but you can't say anything. And and all I could do was say, Lord, you got to move because I can't. There's nothing I can do. And when I walk up with them, the judge would say, well, who is this? And sometimes they would, you know, the person in trouble would look at me and answer the judge and say, this Miss Barbara. <laughs> the judge looking like, what? Who is a Miss Barbara? And then his attorney would explain. She's been working with him in the community. Uh, you know, the crime had already been committed. Then he found her or she found him. And so, you know, now the judge wouldn't excuse the sentence. Now, he wasn't going to not sentence him to something, but he would be a bit more lenient on him. And right, sometimes exactly. he would recommend certain programs for this young man to go through. Yeah. That type of stuff. Because, see, the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. You got so Amen. many preachers and, and all these people. One child, if you take time for one, you've done a great thing. And if you're serious about it, God will give you two. When you look up, you done did ten. Same thing with women. I work with women, work with men. Anybody that, you know, God will use me to, to be a blessing unto and nothing never about money or nothing about myself, no. you know, put me on a pedestal. I'm, looking, I'm looking at a picture. I'm looking at a picture right now of a group of kids in Honduras. Barbara, can I can I mention the website? Yes, yes, please. Okay, I'm I'm part of a group called Soil, which is serving others in love. And the and the website is Soil S O I L ministries.org uh, and we have we have countless ministries there for deaf kids 
for the girls that I told you about, uh, we feed 750 to 1,000 kids a day in seven city dumps, garbage dumps. So if anybody wants to know a little more, bit about that, it's SOIL, S-O-I-L, ministries.org. I don't want you to, to think about giving money or doing anything else. Just look at it. Let God permeate your soul with the needs, and then look around in your own city and see what, what God would have you to do. Barbara, I am going to have to leave you because I've got, I've got another meeting that I've got to run to. Yes, yes. I know you're at work, and I know you're busy. God bless you. Thank you so much for coming, and I will be in touch. And I'm going to need your address, uh, Dr. Ponsetti, to send me your address, I, too. I will do that. I will send that okay. to you momentarily. All God right. bless you. God, God bless Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. <laughs> I could talk to him all day and all night. You hear me? He's in Florida, too. A great work, a great work that this man is doing and has done. And, uh, you know, I like all that kind of carrying on because I like it when a minister, the preacher, you know, he take time for the community. He take time in the prison system. You know, he don't just go in and preach a word to them. But look what links he went through to get that man baptized. He could have told him, well, no, nah, you know, uh, Noriega, they, they don't baptize. <laughs> he could have. He could have wiggled his way out of it. But he kept going until he got to the right one to get the right thing done. And he really didn't know what to say, but God sent somebody to tell him even what to say. The harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. We are praying that the Lord send more labors into the vineyard. But I promise you, he called or chose you to do something. And we want to walk by faith and not by sight. We want to begin to get the work done. Let me tell you something. I know you couldn't imagine yourself ever being in prison. I know you couldn't maybe ever imagine yourself being in a hospital with stage four cancer and they tell you you got three days to live. I know you couldn't ever imagine your daughter being kidnapped or human traffic. I, I know you couldn't. You, you may not could ever imagine yourself so hungry until it feels like your stomach is touching your back. You know, you couldn't imagine yourself being a really, really bad person and, you know, doing good things and people going to come in and, you know, help you to to get right. You probably couldn't imagine yourself like that unless you've been there and done that. So when you do these kind of works, you 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 get to see the the true love of Jesus. You hear what I say this morning? When you do this kind of work, you get to see the true love of God in in the lives of people, even in your own life. Because you realize without him I couldn't do this if it had not been for God. This couldn't be done. There's no way I could pray for a pedophile for God to deliver him or her. There's no way I could pray for a rapist that God give them a new heart and a new mind and God would save these people, sanctify them, set them aside unto himself. There's no way you could love a person who 
have the, 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 the name of being gay or LGBT or whatever they call it now and all these different characters and, and names and it's no way you can love like that. Only God can give that to you. Because you heard what he said. He had some choice words to say about this man. And then they asked him to pray for him. God can't do that. Because <laughs> he had hate in his heart. Only God can change a heart. I can't change it. I can't change a man. I can't change a woman. I can't change a man, man or woman. Now, I can I can I can try and and, and, and trick them, but only God can change the heart and mind. I remember when I was in prison. Uh, I think the man was we called him Brother Jim, and Jim would come. If I'm not boy, look at that right now. All right, Brother Jermaine. All right, there this morning. <laughs> He would come every Tuesday and teach Bible study, and he had a movie, uh, The Living Hell, if I'm not mistaken. I forgot the name of the movie, but it was something concerning hell. And he said, listen, I want to show this to you, but I don't want you to go back and tell people and scare them to Jesus. Don't scare them to him. Whosoever will, let them come lovingly, bring them to Christ. Don't scare them to him. But that taught me something, too. That taught me, because, see, I wanted to put fear in people and tell them the graphicness of everything in hopes that they would give God their lives. Because I knew how important it was for a man or woman, a boy or girl, to come to Jesus. That's one of the most important decisions you'll ever make in your life. That's more important than deciding what kind of uh, uh, death insurance, what they call it, life insurance you want. It, it is more important than a heart attack and a train wreck all happening at the same time. A decision to come to Jesus. I thank God today because he blessed me that all eight of my biological children, he drew them. All eight. He didn't leave nobody out. I'm blessed right now. My two brothers, he drew them. My nieces, my nephews, cousins, God drew them. I'm blessed. So why wouldn't I work to help strangers? Why wouldn't I work to help others? Why wouldn't I fight to keep people out of prison? I had people that said, oh, here she come again. I done told her I don't want nothing. Here she come again. What now? What? What? I see Jesus still saving. <laughs> and walk on by. Man, I'm sick of her. And sometimes I didn't have nothing to say. I just show up. And they couldn't, they couldn't drink water around. Good morning, Sister Angela Foot. God bless you this morning. <laughs> I see your post over there. Yeah. Say good morning. She said, good morning, my favorite people. Talking about Jesus in the morning crew, that faithful crew. Yeah. So, look, we have work to do. Sometimes, do you know, sometimes God will give you a job in that area 
and you're just going to work making money. You, you never consider that God put you there and that's your ministry. All of a sudden, you're working with a lot of married people. And all they talking about is they husband, they wife, you just in the midst of married folk. And you're looking around like, hmm. Sometimes you don't even consider it. You don't even know it until it's too late, I say. It's never too late, but you found out later on that that was your ministry right there for married folks, children, many different things. Do you know God gave somebody the ministry of working with companies? Some company was going to go under. And because of what he blessed this person to know, they were able to go in where no one else would be able to talk to the CEO, but they opened the door for this one person to come in and talk to the CEO. And when, when the person that God sent started explaining, it made a whole lot of sense to the CEO. With God, all things are possible. It's with man that things are impossible. If he made the heavens and the earth, if this earth is here, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein, I'm going to ask what Abraham was dealing with. Is there anything too hard for God? We, we, just, don't, we just don't wake up. We, we sleep. You really don't have a problem in the world, if I'm honest with you. You don't have no problem. Well, Barbara, you don't understand. See, what happened is my son got sick. Bobby, you just don't know how much I love mama and mama died. Those are not problems. Your son said God healed him, or he healed him already. Mama passed away, but mama was saved. And if you let God save you and you live right before him daily, you'll get to see mama again. What's the problem? Living right? What's the problem? Making daily choices. And look how free God made us. Whom the son set free is free indeed. Look how free, he give us free will. I have the will to get up this morning and go get drunk. Or I have the will to stay in God, study his word, be here when somebody calls me, go see about somebody. Help, it's up to me. The choice is mine. I have free will if I choose to, to shut everything down and get in that word. I mean, get in it. I have free will after the show. I can go in prayer. I can put pillars down and kneel down before God with my whole body covered and pray till I'm satisfied in my secret closet. And I'm not in there to my, uh, I, I, I need another house, Lord. I, I need some property. No. Lord, I need to get right. I need to hear more from you concerning what to do for your people. Lord, teach me your ways and give me discernment that I know when people come what it is you would have me to do. I'm your vessel. Use me more in your service to be a blessing unto your people. I don't want to hide from your people. I don't want to feel sick and tired of people. You don't feel sick and tired of them. If they come to you, no matter what the condition is, no matter how many times you and no wives cast them out, I don't want to be that way either. I want to love like you love your people because you love us all. 
the good, the bad, and the ugly. And no matter how many times we mess up, when we come in and repent, you forgive us. Sometimes we don't even repent. We keep going. You yet look beyond fault and yet meet our needs. I know when it's getting, oh, it's 9 o'clock, but this phone going to ring. They got to call. But this is what we want to do. We want to love. And we want to love unconditionally. I don't want to love you because you got blonde hair. I don't I don't want to love you because you're black. I don't want to love men because they're tall. I, I don't want to have no conditions on the love. I want to love because God is love and he told me to love. And guess what the scripture says? In loving kindness have I drawn thee. If I show somebody love and be kind to them, somebody coming to Jesus. But if I'm sitting home by myself and everything go on is about me, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. No, 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 no. Who else feeling something? Who else is going through? Good morning, Apostle. God bless you. Who who else is in dire straits? Who, who, who else needs some money other than me? Who else need a house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy? Who else want to move but don't know which way to go? Who else want to live in safety but don't know how? Somebody need to pray for somebody. I need to be praying for people. But I first got to let my light shine so somebody can see it. Now, if I'm sitting back on the gift that God gave me, he done gave me the assignment. He done gave me the work. He done told me what he called me to. But I'm sitting back on I'm waiting. What you waiting on? And the just shall live by faith. I stepped out. I couldn't wait on no certificate from a, a Bishop Woods. As busy as that man was, when was I going to get a certificate? I had to wait on ordination. Wait, wait, what? And then I had to go somewhere else and get another ordination for another, for another office. I, I, while I'm, these things didn't work, I stepped out in faith, honey. I walked the streets of 41st Street in Birmingham, Alabama, out by Airport Highway. And they shared the good news of Jesus up and down the sidewalk. Huh? Look, in the unemployment office, I shared Jesus. In the food stamp line, because I, I eventually got there, I, I shared Jesus. When I'm volunteering on a job, because I was getting food stamps and welfare for my children, because I didn't have a job and I really couldn't work full time, because I, I had a baby, uh, I had to get from daycare at a certain time, because I couldn't afford the whole time. I went and volunteered. Until I found a job while I got my little food stamps and my little welfare as a way of paying back what the state, the government or whoever was giving to me. And in these different situations, I ministered. I remember I had what they called a weekend warrior. I had to go to jail, y'all, for a check. And they put me behind the jail to wash cars, to wash the police cars, the am- the, the, they call them ambulance rescues and all that. I'm back there washing all of that, scrubbing tires and all that like it's my truck or my car. 
And there was a guy back there, and he kept watching me and watching me, and I was like, what are you watching me for? But I kept right on because, hey, these people done sent me to work. I got to get the job done. And I can't come back in and do it half-stepping because uh, they might put me in jail. So I'm going to give it all I got. And the officer come up to me and say, hey, Mike, switch with so-and-so and now. Let, let the men get the tires because you had it, Mike. You're you doing a good job. Let the men get the tires, and Mike, you just dry the cars off now. I was Mac at the time. So the, the man that kept staring at me, and back during this time, now y'all y'all had to know, but I, I really like tall men. I ain't like the little short boys, you know. Them, I won't tell y'all what to call them. But anyway, I uh, was driving the car off, and we was on the same truck. He came up on around the side of the truck. He said, hey. I said, yeah. He said, uh, I know you may not believe me, he said, but I manage a church's fried chicken. Y'all, excuse me. <laughs> I just got to laugh and get it on out. <laughs> you see, I married the church's ride tickets. They're right on Edgewood near Beaver Street. Won't you come through? I said, what I'm coming through for? Some free church's tickets. He said, yeah. He said, if you come through, I'll hook you up. I said, okay. He said, I just, you know. You're a nice person. He said, you're real nice. And, you know, if they put you on tires, you wash tires. You know, if they put you on the ladder scrubbing the top of the vehicle, you do that. And he said, I never, you know, really see you grumble or complain or nothing like that. Come through. I said, okay. Well, not me. I'm thinking, he just gaming, you know. What is he telling me that? So I can look at him in a different light. Went through there, because y'all know a big girl had to go check on that chicken now, Brother Jermaine. So I went to check on it, and sure enough, he was the manager. I'm not talking about a system manager. He was the actual manager. But I said all of that, too, to say this. Whatever we do, do it as unto God. If you're going to love people, love them like he loves. If you're going to help people, help folk the way that God will help them. We got a lot of folks, they say they're Christian, but they're grumblers and complainers. And they're not going to do anything to help nobody but themselves and their families. But we have to give where we looking over there thinking it ain't right. Uh-uh. I think if I give them my $3, they're going to buy them a pen joint. They're going to buy a pen stick of weed. They're going to buy beer. Or they're going to save up the three till they get seven more, and they're going to buy them a $10 rock. That ain't my business what they do with it. Once I'm a giver and I release it, I let it go. I can't give it and control it, too. If you give something, let it go. Don't control it. God loves a cheerful giver. Give his word. When you hear me say give someone something of quality, it's not always money. We have to give. Many days we have to give of ourselves, give of our service, give of our time and money. Sometimes you may not be able to do nothing but give a scripture out. And the person you give the scripture to was waiting on that. They needed that. And sometimes they don't even know that's what they needed. But once you give that to them, they think that they said, this is the word of God, so this is true. I'm going to do this. 
You don't know the very intent of man's heart. Only God knows that. But it's praying time. It's working time. It's ministering time. It's loving time. And you can have a good time right now with prices as high as it is. Gas gone back up. On my end, it had went way down. Now they done raised it to three something. I'm like, I need them to get one way. I'm like Mr. Clark on the nutty professor. I'm confused. They keep up and down in it. Food is going ridiculous and everything else. Car by car, you'll be crying. Grandbaby just got a driving license, the one that go to the prison with me. Just got a driving license. Grandmama, you know somebody selling cars. I really didn't want to go look. But she got a job. She'll buy her own car. She didn't ask me to buy no car. She'll buy her own. But the prices, she don't have no credit, so the down payment, you know what I'm saying? It, it won't be that much because she don't have no credit. She's trying to create something. And, and, and look, she didn't have to go through the last two years, I think, of school. Either the last two or the last year, she going right into college. She didn't even start school for this year yet because she going to college. How old is she? 15, 16. She's a good baby. But price is so high on everything. Shoes. And I'm going to tell you something else. Women with a, a, a larger feet, it's hard to find shoes. Now, men buying them all. Yeah, they say they're women, and they buying all the all the big size shoes <laughs> from the from the females that were born female. They were born that way. They don't feel like they're female. They don't think they one. They don't believe they one. They know that they are one because they were born that way with all the parts of a female. So shoes expensive, and I love a shoe. Ooh we. But they, everything has gone up. But guess what? God yet provides shoes. And he'll yet provide a car. Somebody got one somewhere they want to sell and they don't want to rob the people. They threw with it. They got a brand new something else. Nothing is wrong with this car. And they just want somebody to appreciate it and take care of it. And most times when a child, a young child, buy themselves a car, oh, they take good care of that thing. Y'all hear me? They wash it and wax it and vacuum it and keep it so spot. Oh, no, don't eat in my car. You might drop crumbs. So somebody just wants somebody to have that mentality to take good care of, and God going to provide. But look, we got to come up in our faith and trust in God. We got to come up in patience. We got to come up and study the word and know what his word says concerning us and do it. Stop making excuses. We got more excuses than somebody going to jail. When somebody going to jail, they got all kind of excuses. Well, look, you know, I, I my rent due. Can I go tomorrow? Cause I, I got to make some phone calls. Uh, if I go now, I'm gonna lose my job. More excuses than somebody going to jail. Christians, believers, the saints of God, we got to come out the excuse arena and be like Nike. Nike said, just do it. Anybody ever heard a Nike commercial? Just do it. And this is what we got to do. Just do it. Why? God said so. 
Why? I accepted him as my Lord and Savior. Why? He's in me and I'm in him. Why? His word is true. And, and basically in the world today, that's the only thing I can really believe in is the word of God. All this other stuff, I don't know. It might be true. It may not be. But I know his word is. And I want to get in there and learn for myself. And I don't want people uh, jerking me around on the string like I'm a puppet. I want to know beyond a shadow of a doubt for myself. And the only way I'm going to find that out is I got to go to God. And that's for wisdom, as for understanding and knowledge. Yeah. James said, if you want to ask God, he'll give it liberty. Now, that's what James said, and I found it to be true. I was just as dumb as a bag of rocks like anybody else in the world. But God knew the intent of my heart, and he knew I wanted to tell people the truth, the whole truth, as Pastor Howell say, and nothing but the truth. He will bless you when you want it like that. Now, many days, people going to be against you, and they're going to say that ain't what it means. They're going to say, look here, who gave it to you? Almighty God, hold on to it. The end is coming. You'll see who's right. Before the end gets here, he's going to prove it to you. Because you longed for it. You wanted it. <laughs> Louis, I want you to behave. He said, well, I guarantee I ain't buying with me shoes. I thank God for you. <laughs> You and a couple of more, I know, not going to buy them, no, sir. So we thank God this morning for his word. Thank God for Dr. Poncetti coming through. Uh, he, he right there in Lakeland on the other side of, uh, it, it's Lakeland before we get to Tampa, Brother Louis, on the other side of Orlando. Yeah. I knew a little bit about Lakeland, Dale, maybe down there, but everything done changed now, you know, it's not like that no more. So, but I know it's right there on the other side of Orlando. I think you get to Lakeland, then Tampa, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe one day uh, he and I and his wife and whoever he invites, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe we'll get to meet and have lunch one day. Yeah, I, I, I truly love his spirit as a man of God. And I truly love his work, his ministry, great ministry. And, and when you hear him talk about Honduras, and all of that, that's somebody else. An another lady started that. And he supported and, you know, he became a part and, and this kind of thing. Yeah. So I thank God for him chaplain at the prison, this and that. Yeah, he, you heard him say ghetto. <laughs> I said, doctor ain't going to play with him this morning. Yeah, he working. He have worked it. And if he get a chance, he'll probably go back down in there. Because one thing about it. You always know that you can pull something up out of there. You always can find a golden nugget in what they call the ghetto. Somebody down there ready to receive. Yeah, God is drawing them. And you just may be the vessel that he used uh, to lift him up so that he can draw them on unto him. Hallelujah. And look here, that's a good time. And the angels in heaven rejoice. Hey, glory, when you do that kind of stuff. You hear me? One done come. You got one done come out the world. And look here, these people, they're not going back. They're not going to play church. Yeah, they're going to stay with God. They're going to be like this. I found a Savior, and he's sweet, I know. He's sweet, I know. He's sweet, I know. Dark clouds may rise. Stormy winds may blow, but I'll tell the world wherever I go. 
I found a savior and he's sweet, I know. Hallelujah. They can't go back. I couldn't go back. I didn't want nothing back there. Everything I wanted was in in my future. Everything was ahead of me. Everything was before me, not behind me. Because I found a savior and I found out how sweet he was. I found out how much he loved me. And then I couldn't really fathom. I couldn't really believe all of the love that he had for me. But I knew he loved me and he proved it to me over and over again. And when I believed he would move, oh, I feel like it this morning talking about it. Yeah, he's on our side today in spite of us. Hey, glory. He's for us today. If we could just be for him, if we could just go to him in sincerity and just tell him all about it, he'll move for us. He'll give you strength where you thought you was weak as water. He will make your day brighter. I know what they said on the job. I know what the church people said about you, but he's the one who can make your day brighter. Or he'll bring you out, hallelujah, over and over and over again. I feel all right, right. Amen goes right there this morning. So we thank God. And listen, we're moving on the studio open. If there's anyone who has something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and uh, come in this morning and uh, share with us. I'm going to this. Okay, Brother Jermaine, let me get this one request in. I know you may be at work, but let me get this one request in real quick. And I won't play hopefully all of it. And I will be right at you. <laughs> I was looking for you last week. <laughs> I've run out of answers. I've run out of time. And I'm so confused that I'm losing my mind. It's going to take a miracle to help me this time. Traveling a road that has not one time
is the kind of radio you need. Yes, Jesus is a morning radio. Bold radio for real people. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay, Brother Lewis, 40 miles east of Tampa. Yeah, it's got to be between Orlando and Tampa lately. You know, I've been there now, but I just don't go down there that often, that far down, you know, uh, Central Florida. Yeah. All right, Brother Jermaine, I'm coming at you right now. Good morning, sir. God bless you. How are you? Oh, hey, Sister Barbara. I'm doing very well. Just uh, wanted to, you got you got me right. We know each other too well. I, I am actually at work, but I had to say hello to you. It's been way too long. <laughs> yeah, I looked for you last week because it was the anniversary. And uh, what I should have done, I should have emailed you or something and let you know I wanted you to come and give a testimony. But I was kind of busy, caught up into all kind of work. And so and some stuff was going on, so I didn't get to do it. But um, eventually uh, we'll get together and I'll have you come one morning, and uh, if you get a free morning. Or we may do something one weekend that you're free on a Saturday and uh, do it that way soon, soon. Yeah. So y'all yeah, right here, going all right. Yeah, I'm doing okay. We we had to go through a few things, but uh, I actually do have a great testimony for you. God just kind of showed up and showed out, but I had to get time to tell it properly because I want want to give Him His proper glory and then just continue to encourage people, let them know that that prayer is a spiritual weapon and it works, yeah. and we just got to continue to uh, stories with each other to keep each other encouraged and. To see our, our God still active, you know, there's times we go through things and the devil kind of messes with our minds and our flesh talks to us, but he's still there. It's just sometimes as humans, especially Americans, because we've got so much, we have to have to go through a few things to remind us who's in charge. So, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to be looking forward to that. I, I definitely have been keeping track of the times of when I used to call you when I was out there in the Midwest and it's just funny how times have changed from the beginning of this pandemic to where we are now. And we see so much going on in our country and so much in our world. And the, the trust of science has almost become like a joke because they, they keep changing their minds and, you know, God hasn't changed and, and you haven't changed. You've been out there diligently preaching in the morning and just doing what you do. So I appreciate you. I just wanted to say good morning and, and I look forward to getting on there with you sometime this week. Okay, okay. All right, I will be in touch, brother, and I will send you a text or something, and uh, we'll get together on it, and I will hopefully believe that you have the text we want to talk about. <laughs> I'm going to leave that up to you, and uh, to choose the text, you know, uh, the title that we want to talk about, and uh, go from there, and I thank God for you, brother Jermaine, I I truly thank God for you. You have really been an inspiration. I'm going to tell you why. When we first met, not too long after that, when you told me what you told me, I said, Lord, you are amazing. Because sometimes God would see, look, we run in this race. We run it. Paul said, talked about running it with patience. But sometimes things going on. And so we kind of running fast. <laughs> we kind of you know, I forgot about the swift and the strong. We we trying to get to the end, and we trying to really endure to get there. We just trying to get there. 
and God will pull out code and say, hey, hey, hey. Okay, now, that woman right there, if you listen, you're going to be okay. And if you don't agree with everything she's saying, she's got a connection with me. Call that woman, write that woman, and I'm going to use her. Or, or you already feel it in your spirit. Well, I'm going to ask her to pray for me. She prays for everybody else. They come back with some kind of testimony. Let me try, you know. And uh, that thing blessed me. That thing blessed me real good. And uh, I, I kind of boasted, but it wasn't in me. It was in Jesus. It was in the power of prayer, the power of God. And then it allowed me to know that God is reaching people, not me. I can't reach nobody. Yeah, that's why I'm back again, Jermaine, trying to get some weight off, because I'm barely to reach my own feet. So I can't reach nobody. I don't fail my laugh right there. You better not fail one. <laughs> yeah. So I can't reach her, but God can. I remember singing a song one time, my old boss, the same one y'all hear me talk about all the time, Larry. He was, oh, we together, we was just terrible together. All that dirty cussing and this and that and we get together and have a party and get drunk and just foolishness. And the Lord brought me out. I joined the church. Now, look, I, 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 I was converted now. I wasn't, you know, in him and let him really be in me. You know, I believed and I was converted. But, you know, I, I hadn't let him feel me. I, I wasn't really seeking it yet. You know, I, I was just going to change and be a do-gooder. And then I saw him. You know, after I decided to make the changes, I saw the way that he was. And I, Helen Bella had a song that sounds, can you change my friend? Can you reach my friend? Bring your search into an end. Lord, I know you, Ava, I know you can, you know. And I began to sing that song every day for Larry, every day. And God had me to lead him, take him to the church and, and lead him to the Lord. And then uh, the pastor's talk with him, but he didn't like what the pastor said. He said the pastor was judgmental. And so I said, well, hey, you, you got him for yourself now? So what you do with him, that's between you and him. It's not between you, him, and the pastor. It, you got him for yourself now and, and walk in that. Yeah. But it reminded me of that. And I know God is faithful. God is able. There is nothing too hard for him to do. Because, look, when I tell you this, he's in the blessing business. He's in the miracle working business. He, he can give uncommon blessings, uncommon miracles. The key is to believe. And the key is to believe that he loves you. Listen, I don't care how many mornings I come here. I don't care how many people he allowed me to reach that he can bless. He can use me to bless. I don't care how many places I've gone. It's him. It's never me. It's always him. And let me tell you something. If you go to him, he will in no wise cast you out. I don't care what you go to him for. You don't care what you come to him for as long as you come. If you need something, ask God for it. If you think you haven't done him right, you need to spend more time with him. You need to study the word more. You need a better understanding. You need wisdom. You need discernment. I value this morning, go to him, and he will give it to you. 
if you're sincere, if you really mean it now, if you're playing games, I, I don't know what will happen. But if you're serious about God and his business, he'll show up on the scene. Oh, uh, yeah. Make ways where you see no way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank God this morning. We got a few more minutes. Brother Jermaine, you have something else you'd like to share? Yeah, um, just, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you. I, I can tell sometimes what you're doing when you're sharing your testimonies and sharing your stories. You, you're actually sharing scripture without reading the scripture, if that makes sense. I, I always wanted to say that to you, but I, I noticed that in some of, some of the ways you tell your story. <laughs> now, see, now, Brother Jermaine, you, you, you done peeped the whole card. You, you done peeped the trunk card right there. <laughs> yes, sir. That's scripture. Because that's what God requires us to do. Even feeding the hungry. Yeah. And I know y'all won't believe this. Apostle Paul said he had some mysteries. He, won't, he, he wished he could show us, but he couldn't tell us. And I know you may not believe this, but do you know sometimes to have a friend and to sit with a friend and y'all talking and just have a glass of wine with your friend, would y'all believe that scripture or you don't? Yeah. It's a lot of things. That scripture, if you pray according to the word, God going to move. He honor his word. Yeah. And it's all right today in Jesus' name. But we got to love one another. I don't, I don't care what the situation is. They told me this one time, this lady, she said, you know what, you talked about me and everything. But one thing I can say about you, you talked about me, but you sure going to help me. I said, you better know it. And then I told her this, she was getting ready to walk off because she looked back at me with a, a wrong look to me. And when she looked back at me like that, I said, and another thing, I'm going to talk. You ain't going to shut my mouth. I'm going to say what I got to say. I said, and sometimes I talk about, I may not call your name, but I'm going to talk about it. She was like, yeah, I see that. I see that. Uh-huh. But yeah, God want us to love. God want us to love. And see, sometimes people just too too cautious with what other people think about them, like they really care about you. You're trying to keep them from talking about you and saying stuff, and guess what? They're doing it anyway. And the very thing you think people don't know about you, that's the main thing they know about you. I'm just honest. Yeah. Then it's all right today in Jesus' name. Brother may drop. He might call back. But listen, is there anyone else have a testimony this morning they want to share? Good morning, Pastor David. God bless you this morning. Good morning, Sister Rita. God bless you. Because I don't think that's Brother Frank 727. I think that's Sister Rita. Good morning, Sister Andrea Skinner. God bless you this morning. I know you called me, Sister. I had a big weekend. But uh, we'll get together later today. Maybe on your lunch break if you can. Or uh, afterward. Today, Monday. You don't, you don't have no uh, praise team rehearsal today, Sister Skinner. And I done played my song, I Am. I done played it already. I had to have a little bit of it this morning. Good morning to your sister Irene. And good morning to your sister Dorothy Goodman. God bless you. I see you over there posting my favorites over there, that prayer group. Ooh, I said, look at Dot showing out over here. Good morning to your sister Jerry. God bless you. Good morning to, to did Apostle Lee. No, she's right there. Good morning, Apostle Boatwright. God bless you this morning. Sister Angela Foote, Sister Alan Lee Foote. God bless you this morning. Thank God for each and every one. Those coming through the podcast, 
Oh, okay, okay, Sister Jerry. Those that coming through the podcast and the archives, God bless you this morning. God bless you, Sister Mary Ann. Have a blessed day. And uh, let me get my roll call list because I, I don't want to leave nobody out if I can help it this morning. Yeah. Good morning to you, uh, Sister Samoa. God bless you. And my God baby, Sister Laura, Sister Melanie Rose, and Sister Angela, and Sister Lachelle, Sister Alexis, and uh, Sister Andrea in Philadelphia, Sister Keisha, Rita, Sion, Diane. God bless you this morning. Sister Sylvia Joe Jones and Sister Sharon Slayton, <clears throat> excuse me, and Casper Hamilton. God bless you this morning. I think Casper's a mayor, but I don't throw them in there right quick. And good morning to you, Brother Lewis, Brother Jermaine again, Brother Anthony, Brother D, uh, Mike, Brother Mike Hopps, Sister Kim Hopps, Brother Lee Hamilton, and Brother George West Perry. George West Perry, where are you? I have not seen you in a couple of days. And last week was anniversary. I was looking for him too, but you know, I didn't contact him, so that's my fault, like Brother Jermaine. Good morning to you, Brother Lee Hamilton, Brother Cal, Brother David Jackson again, Brother Justin Gilmore, and our Brother Frank and Brother Marquez Griffin, our Sister Lisa, Sister Yvonne, Sister Patricia Fluka. Good morning to you. God bless you this morning. I hope I didn't leave anybody out. And uh, I'm excited today, and I thank God for another Monday. Thank God for what he's doing. He changed some things around so I didn't have to participate in it, because I would have had to, but God changed it around, and so I didn't have to uh, participate. And so I thank God for all of these things that he's doing in my life. God bless you, Brother Lua. I love that Ruben Stutter, and I need an angel, too. I like that song a whole bunch. And last week, Sister Jerry was singing it, the weekend. Every time she talk about something, I need an And I know that's right, Sister Jerry. We all do. And I believe God assigned angels to us. And sometimes I ask him, I said, Lord, send Michael. Send David with him to go tap whatever that is the devil thinks that he's trying to hold up from me. If he's trying to hold my money, send them fighting angels to make him lose my money, Lord. I need my cash today. Uh-huh. And then a little while, I either I hear cha-ching, ching, uh-huh, or, or something deposited. Yeah, because I have work to do. And for the work, many days, it takes money. And even going to the prison, that costs. Every time I go up there, that's like $100 a trip. Yeah. It's like a 45-minute to an hour drive, depending on the traffic. But every time you go, that's money. And then I take money in there to feed people, yeah, because they don't let inmates bring money in there and all that. Matter of fact, when you go to the window, to the canteen, you have to purchase everything. They can't even hold money, yeah, so you have to take money in there so everybody can eat, and uh, and the Lord always stretch. He always multiplies his things, yeah, and I thank God for you. Oh, oh, okay, brother Lord, can you reach my friend, bring a surgeon to an end? Lord, I know you love him, help him understand. Yeah, I love that one, too, in my early morning voice. I love that one by Helen Bella, and uh, it's a few more she's saying that I love. But is there anyone, we have a few minutes, if you have something uh, you would like to say this morning, feel free to press that. 
number one in communion. Yeah, because it's all right today in Jesus' name. We're looking to go back with him when he comes. So we preparing daily. And all of this that I talked about this morning, faith and working and all this stuff, it prepares us. Yeah, we, we weren't saved by no works. Uh-uh. I was saved by his grace, his mercy, most of all, his love. Yeah, the word of God saved me. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's still the word. I was saved. Yeah. Because Apostle Paul, he taught me well. Don't be ashamed of the gospel, Barbara. It's got power to save. Look at you. Because of the word of God, you're saved. Yeah. So we want to get this out. We want to get the gospel into the hearts of men, everybody that we can. And I'd be prepared now because some people you talk to, they won't want to hear. And if they don't, move on. Oh, Sister Jerry, where you at? Your mic open, Sister Jerry. God bless you this morning. I can hear you. Say something. Good morning, Sister Barbara. How are you? I'm blessed over here. Oh, I'm better than blessed. Amen. Sister Barbara, you know, you knew my situation with the water going everywhere, la, 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 la. <laughs> and I yes. said, you know, I need an angel right now. But I was very specific what I asked God for. Mm-hmm. I didn't do like my girlfriend say, oh, Jerry, you got Robert over there. He's your husband. He cuts your grass. He fixes your problem, blah, 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 blah. Things broke loose in this house. I said, God. I need a handyman. I'm not looking for a lusting, uh, any type of sexual partner. I'm looking for a handyman. Less than 24 hours, God sent me a handyman, and when he got here, he says, I'm a handyman. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. Then I say, God, I need some money to pay this man. My girlfriend that comes in and do the cleaning, well, she she don't work here anymore. But this morning, she knocked on the door mm-hmm. and walked in and gave me the amount of money I need to pay the man. Hallelujah. I said, girl, she said, uh-uh, you a giver, and you don't ask nobody for anything. But God touched me and said, go over there and bring you this. Pay that man now, and I can wait till you get money to pay me back. But as the journey keeps going on, I call my hairdresser because, you know, things don't got pretty bad here. I, I got this and that and the other to pay. I say, hey, I can't afford for you to come do my hair. Just let it go. I'm just going to unloose it and wash it. And die. She says, oh, no, I'm going to be there Thursday, and let's do this on the house. I said, well, you can't keep doing my hair for free. She said, well, if God don't give me strength in my hands and I got the ability to wash and do your hair, I'll be there Thursday. I came in the room. I said, God, just like you said in your word, I asked for this, I asked for that. You don't give me everything I want. But, Lord, God, you meet my needs. He meet my needs. When my refrigerator was low, Barbara came and bought me more than enough food. I was so full, I had ate over eight till the food was up in my neck. We ate good. 
So, yes, I need an angel. And God sent me everything I need. He even sent me comforter. When I started to speak, God said, see, everything's all right. It was a little stormy, but you knew how to call on me. And, Jerry, I am with you. I say, thank you, Jesus. All things work together for those that love the Lord. We've been there and do it for a night. But joy comes in the morning. It's my morning time, Barbara. Amen. It's my morning time. Amen. That's all I want to say. Thank you, Lord. For not giving me everything I want. Now, I might have wanted some lobster and some crabs and all of that. No, he didn't send me that. But he sent me a meal that, oh, it satisfied me. And he kept, kept reminding me, five loaves of bread and two fish, Jerry. Your freezer's low, but it's going to be enough. Father, it was more than enough. Amen. So Amen. thank you. I know the more I pressed that one, the more it wasn't even letting me in. I'm like, oh, I'm going to You know why? Because, because this morning we, we talked earlier. I remember I muted your oh. mic. That's what that was. Oh. So I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you could let me know, you know, you wanted to say something. Yes, I want the world to know. He may not come when you want him. Yes, I was without water for two and a half days. Yes, the water was all over my house, running out the front door, all under my brand new sofa. But old God was on time. And the man that came, he said, I can wait till you pay me. He don't even know me. That's the kind of God I serve. I didn't ask God, God, send me a man in my life. No, I'm specific. God, I need a handyman. And sometimes God haven't sent you that man because you haven't learned how to be the woman that the man needs. I know my hands up. I had a husband. I didn't know how to be no wife. I knew how to be a person to tell you what to do. That's not no wife. Lord, I thank you for training me. And when you do send me a husband, I know how to be a wife. Don't send me one now because I got I got to go through training. They even give you parenting training now on how to be a mom. So maybe we may need to go to spiritual counseling to know how to be a wife. And not just a side chick. Thank you, Sister Barbara, for your time this morning. And God bless everybody. Good morning, Brother Lewis. And I'm not calling names because I'm not Anthony. I don't, uh-uh. I can't even bear to call my children names. Sometimes I'm calling Cab. I'll say Al, Calvin, Thomas, Isaiah. I mean, I go down the list. So I thank God for the time to speak this morning. Yes. Yes, God is faithful. He's on our side in spite of. And uh, if we do what we're supposed to do, do what God told us to do, 
we'll be all right. But see, we, we don't like all of that. What we want to do is the very thing we want to do, you see. I want to call this one because I want help from her. I don't want that one to help me. And when it's like that, you're not going to get nothing because God already chose who he wants to be a blessing unto you. We have to accept what God allowed and roll on. Jesus' name. Uh, yeah. And it's already all right today. Hallelujah. So listen, if no one else have anything they would like to say this morning, I will pray us out. And we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for all that has been said and done. Thank you for Dr. Ponsetti coming in today. Thank you for the testimony of Sister Gary. Father, we give you glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. Lead and guide us today in the right path for your name's sake. Because, Lord, your name is on it. It's going to be great. And we thank you today for all you've done already, what you're doing right now, Father, and what you're going to do. And as we depart this morning, Father, you know what each of us stand in the need of. Move for us today by your spirit, Lord. Open every door. Make every way that need to be done. For you supply need according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Bless our going out today. Bless our coming in. And again, meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We can't thank you enough. Help us not to forget you. Help us to keep our mind on you this day. In the name of Jesus, we give you glory. We give you the honor and praise. Father, again, we ask it all in your son Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another. In the name of Jesus, go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves the cheerful giver. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye. Have a blessed day. Blessed day. I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through. All right? Look at somebody and say, I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through. No, you said it to the wrong person. Grab the person behind you and tell them, hey, how you I'm glad.
I got a right to praise the Lord. Okay, wait a minute. I got to end it. You know, I'm a-